Good morning to you, Liam Anderson, Wild Duck Creek Estate. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Jill. Good, good morning. <laughs> I think she's still a bit lost with her, the, the drapes sure. fading up in Queensland. <laughs> there is no bitterness about our weather at all, is there, Simon? <laughs> um, how's the weather in Heathcote, Liam? Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's sunny at the moment, which is fabulous, and we've got a couple of lovely sunny days coming up, which is a rarity at the what has been over the last few weeks. It's um, It's been a real challenge this season. Yeah, it's um, so th- you've still got stuff out there on the vines, I'm assuming. We, we do, yeah. We've, we've actually picked about 70% of our, our crops so far. Um, and and those those grapes have been fabulous. Um, we, uh, we're we a, a little lucky in that we have um, vineyards that we um, own and source fruit from, from all over the region here in Heathcote. And um, and so up in the north of the region, which is about uh, 25 kilometres, 30 kilometres from us, um, it's it's a considerable amount warmer. Um, and so grapes tend to ripen two, three, and even four weeks earlier up in the north mm. um, for the same variety. So right. um, yeah, so we um, we were able to catch a lot of the early sunshine and and the warmth through um, February and into March. Um, but it has cooled down considerably now in our southern vineyards down here, which kind of border the Macedon Ranges, um, which is a, a very cool climate, um, uh, uh, slow to ripen. And so uh, it's, it's a bit of a challenge to try and get those through to, to the end. Can I just ask what, what is still on the vines? Well, we've got a little bit of Shiraz um, where... Uh, which is down here in the south. We're, we're picking some Cabernet tomorrow um, uh, up in the north um, from our one of our major um, growers, um, which looks fantastic. In fact, the Cabernet from up in that vineyard on that vineyard looks as good as it's ever looked. So um, I'm I'm pretty, pretty stoked stoked about um, about getting some of that fruit in tomorrow. Um, but we've still got some Shiraz and definitely Cabernet down here in the south where we're, we're still probably two weeks away from, from picking that. Yep. Um, we've picked all of our whites, fortunately. Um, and so we, we've just got a few little bits and pieces hanging out there, um, which we're desperately trying to get off um, before the rain hits at the end of this week, this coming week. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> You've got a busy week coming up. Yeah, we've been madly pressing um, all of our, well, nearly all of our um, fermenters out here just to try and make space for the onslaught over the next three days. Yeah. Um, right. And processing for, for the, basically the entire time um, just to make sure that we get everything that's, you know, pretty well ripe or ripe um, into the winery before it does start to rain. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously, as as our listeners would have heard lots of times, um, you know, the rain is no good from a disease point of view, is it? And, um, and you know... No. Yeah. No. We, we, we had an extraordinarily wet start to the season across the entirety of Victoria and even southeast Australia, really. It was, um, it was, it was so cold and wet. And, and what that did was push our season back considerably early so the vines really struggled to start to to grow for basically the entirety of October, um, and we didn't see flowering here in Heathcote until the start and middle of December, which is extraordinary. Um, yeah. So so we're about three weeks late 
um, in picking all varieties this year, um, which is pushing us well into April and pushing us into um, very cold and um, I mean, it's beautiful weather. I, I love autumn, but um, it's not so good when you've got grapes hanging out. Yeah, when they want lots of sun and a bit of warmth. <laughs> That's mm. right, yeah. So we've got two, I think the warmest days that we're going to have for the rest of um, autumn and into winter are happening over the next three days. So we're going to try and capture all of that sunshine and then pick as much as we can on Wednesday. (laughs) Well, hey, at least you know it. At least you're aware that the rain's coming at the end of the week, that you've got a few days of warmth. You just, you know, head down, butt up, and and you get it done. That's that's right. That's vintage. Yeah, exactly. You've just got to do it. It's a 24-7 business during during harvest, and Mm. um, that's the way it is. That's the beauty of of the of the industry i suppose it's it's a, it's a lot of fun it's it's tiring um it can be quite anxious <laughs> at times yes. yeah. um yep. but it's but it's highly rewarding as well so when you do finally see all of the hard work that you've put in in a season especially like this when it's been extraordinarily difficult um a, a challenge just to keep fruit on the vines um through downy mildew outbreaks and um, there's been a considerable amount of powdery mildew in some vineyards in this region, and I know in several other regions throughout Victoria. Um, it's it's just been a real challenge to um, even have fruit um, come the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So we, we count our blessings. <laughs> we think that we're quite lucky to to actually have a crop out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, getting getting it to the end is. Um, is going to be either the highlight or the, the, the complete disaster. <laughs> so, right. <God. laughs> well, let's, let's go with the former, hey? Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It, it, all the signs say that we're, we're going to be picking some, some damn good fruit. So right. um, you know, we've just got to get it off the vine before the rain does hit. Sure. Excellent. Can I just quickly just ask, so you mentioned that you've got about 70% off uh, already. Um, what are quantities looking like? Well, it's it's actually turned out to be a, a a reasonable season for us. Probably probably right bang on average. Uh, some okay. vineyards were were, were less. Um, they they were affected by downy mildew early, so we lost a bit of crop there. Um, and some vineyards have coped really really well. And and we've actually had to take some fruit off the vine um, to to make sure that we can get them ripe enough because the the crop mm. was um, it threw an enormous crop. Um, yep just because of the the moisture that we had in the ground early and um the vines were extremely happy albeit they had disease pressure um sure. they were they were they were growing beautifully and they threw lovely large bunches and um great. yeah it's it's great until you get into into april and it's cold mm. and you can't get them right so, mm. <laughs> so we we madly took we we took about 30 or 40% off some of our vineyards just to make sure that we could get it through to the finish get it, yeah mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that we did now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very good. Um, hey, it's a, it's a great story, yours, and, and uh, obviously you're sort of taking on more of the winemaking these days and running the business um, and with your dad's help, uh, where it once was the other way around, I guess. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so David uh, Duck uh, is his nickname, and and his nickname is, um, is um, you know, one of your... Your, or what is your flagship wine, right? Duck Smuck? Duck, duck Muck, yeah, oh, that's duck right. Muck, sorry. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So just run us through that. We have, you know, you've told us the story before, but just anyone who wasn't listening, it's just a pretty cool story. So maybe just give us that briefly, how that came to be. 
Yeah, look, um, in back in the early days of um, of Wild Duck Creek Estate, Dad had um, and he only had two vineyards to start with. Then he planted a third in 1994, um, and uh, so his the winery here was still um, under construction, I suppose, and it was really under construction for about 20 years, if we're perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> and it still is, really. Um, it took my mother um, 15 years to finish the rock wall out the front of the, the winery here, because uh, which sort of sealed the winery off. Um, just because she was trying to run a family as well at the same time, and and I've got two younger sisters, and she was running around, running us around everywhere. Um, but uh, so be, all that um, being as it was, um, we didn't have much, or Dad didn't have much space in the winery to actually make wine at that point. And in 1994, um, the two vineyards that that he planted and and ran and made his wines exclusively from um, had a, had a really lovely crop on them. Um, he didn't have space in the winery to pick them, uh, to pick it all. And so he picked as much as he could, uh, which left uh, three rows of Shiraz out in the um, the old original vineyard here that we've got on the property. And um, he, he was, you know, happily making making those wines and they were turning out beautifully. And he completely forgot that, uh, that he had those three rows sitting out there. <laughs> and... Um, and it came to the start of May and all the leaves were starting to fall off and the, he walked out there and to his horror um, saw that there was still a, a couple of nets on the on the vineyard and he hadn't picked a few rows. And so uh, he had a, uh, had a close friend of his, um, David McKee, staying with him and helping him make wine at the time. And he was actually mum and dad's financial planner, um, for want of a better description. Yeah. for many, many years. And he said, if you pick those grapes and you make the wine, I'll buy a brand new barrel and we'll um, we'll see what comes of it. And so they did. And um, they, the, the new barrel turned up and uh, David McKee uh, wrote on, on the barrel, Duck's Muck, <laughs> um, having, having no idea what was going to come from it. <laughs> and, um, and 200 litres came from those three rows, so not very much wine. Um, only 200 litres, and uh, they pressed it off and, and put it into this barrel. And, of course, 200 litres doesn't fill a barrique. A barrique's 225 litres. And the only wine that he had at that point to top that barrel up with was some um, Cabernet pressings that he had in a little 25-litre drum that he'd, he'd extracted from a couple of press loads of our Allen's Cabernet vineyard. Mm. And um, so we topped the barrel up with that. And... Um, and turned it into a, a full barrel, uh, bottled it uh, 15 months later, and gave it away. Um, it was called Duck Muck back then. Gave it away to our to our best customers as a thank you for purchasing some of our other wines. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's where it all started. And it was uh, it was a complete, um, uh, I suppose, not it wasn't a mistake. It was just a it was an error in judgment that that caused mm. that wine to come to fruition. And uh, mm. the rest is history, I suppose. That it's had a couple of great reviews from um, from Robert Parker and from a few other um, wine critics, and uh, we only make minuscule amounts of it, like uh, 900 bottles, 1,000 bottles, tiny, tiny volumes. Mm. So is that um, still one but, barrel then, or you make more than one barrel? Oh, uh, we make uh, whenever we can make it, and it's only every or two out of every three or two out of every four vintages really that we mm-hmm. we can make it, um, which is I suppose 50% of the time, isn't it? Um, 
we've made 13 in 28 years, so not very many. Um, mm. But it's only ever three or four barrels. Yeah, right. Um, mm. There's always one barrel of Cabernet pressings from our Allen's Cabernet vineyard that goes into that. So it is actually a blend of two different grape varieties, um, Shiraz and Cabernet. Yep. Um, and it's our two oldest vineyards, and the ones that Dad Dad planted um, back. Well, he planted the Allen's Cabernet vineyard back in the 70s, and uh, planted the uh, the original vineyard, the Shiraz vineyard, here at the winery um, in the late 80s. Yeah, right. Uh, and so, so Liam, you mentioned um, uh, actually just. Uh, we've had a question um, text in, and, and anyone listening who wants to send in a question, zero four five six ninety six five ninety six five is the number. Um, but Christopher has asked, what's the difference between Duckmuck and the original Vineyard Shiraz? Obviously, one's a blend, but apart from yeah, that, so the the Duckmuck is a a selection of of the best um, bunches of of the best grapes that we can find in our original vineyard, blended with um, the Allen's Cabernet pressings. And in some, in many years, in many vintages, um, the blend of those two different wines, and we keep them separate right up until the, up until the end, um, the blend of those two wines either works or it doesn't. There's, there's some sort of synergy that happens with the tannin profile when we do blend them, which, uh, which is absolutely fabulous in certain years and <clears throat> doesn't quite work in other years. It seems to be a bit too tannic or not mm. quite enough. Um, and we just don't feel in our gut that that's what that wine is supposed to be. So we don't, we don't produce it. Um, mm. The original Vineyard Shiraz is, um, is just the very, very best expression of Shiraz that we can possibly produce from that, um, from that vineyard being a single variety. Um, and that doesn't happen every year either. So um, it takes an enormous amount of effort to um, to produce those wines with um, you know up to thirteen or fourteen different passes of of humans across the vineyard every season, okay. just to make sure that bunches are all separated and exposed to sun, and um, the the yield isn't too high um, or the yield isn't too low. Um, we're, we're only picking perfect bunches, all of that sort of thing, and and only in certain vintages does it allow. Um, for that, what, what we would sense as that perfect level of ripeness. Mm. Um, yeah. And so th- we only produce those wines in those vintages. Mm. Um, uh, so you haven't produced one since 2017. Uh, is it looking likely that you might we might see one this year? We don't this know yet. An original vineyard, Shiraz? Oh, sorry, no, I mean the duck mark. A, a duck mark. No, so we have produced one. We produced one in 2019. I might not have updated our website. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Yes, because that's exactly what I'm looking at. That's all right. Um, well, if you think about did, that, still a while ago, though. So it is, yeah. So we um, we released one two years ago from the 2019 vintage. Um, we didn't produce one in 2020 due to the challenges that we had with um, heat waves and mm. uh, sure. fires and all sorts of things. Um, but we do have one in bottle from um, 2021, which is really exciting that we'll be releasing later this year. Um, So, yeah, it's it's sort of every second or third year that we're able to produce that wine. Um, Mm. And whenever we do, it's it's really, really exciting, not only for us, but for... um, for our customers who kind of wait for it um, with bated breath sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. The vintage good enough to produce one, yeah. Totally. And, Liam, that's that's one thing I wanted to, to mention and, and to chat about. 
Um, a lot of your wines, you, you really can sell the whole lot to your to the members or to mm. to people who are your customers, right? Um, yeah. And um, you have a day each year, which is sort of well in winter. Um, uh, and you might tell us when that is. But but for anyone who wants to get access to the wines that aren't available anywhere else except directly from you, um, and you ha- you have an allocation. Uh, that you give to people, so people will put yep. in their wish list, and you don't necessarily get all of what you wish for um, because of the quantities year to year. So, um, tell us a little bit about how that program works, because it, you know, some wineries would die for that sort of um, membership and, um, and you know ability to sell their product through. So, yeah, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Well, a lot of a lot of our wines we we only produce in minuscule quantities. Um, and for for the first twenty years of Wild Duck Creek's um, existence, Dad Dad would do tastings for for people um, in private residences, um, you know, in in really intimate settings. Mm. Um, he, he was selling a lot of our wines in the early days to to mums and dads, um, and our wines um, weren't that expensive and still aren't that expensive as a general rule. It's um, there's, only, there's a couple of wines that are, but um, mostly our wines are really affordable, um, and that's a that's a decision that we've made um, purely because of our history and and who we want to be and who we want to be able to have access to our wines. Mm. Um, we're certainly not a closed book. Um, we we love having new customers and we love um, introducing new people to our wines, and we've seen a, a terrific shift in the demographic um, of our list over the last ten or fifteen years, where it's become a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for many many years, it was sort of the the, the plus fifties that were purchasing our wines, and now we're getting a lot of young people, even in their early twenties, that are on our list and and purchasing a few bottles every year, and it's fabulous. Um, but most, uh, yeah, all, most of our wines we produce in tiny quantities, and just for mm-hmm. a level of fairness, we we developed a system where um, if if everybody would like um, some of that particular wine. We will reduce everybody's allocation so that everyone can get at least one bottle. <laughs> yeah, and look, that that is wonderful. But um, you just mentioned that you know you're getting some like very young people uh, coming along. So I'm assuming this is all through a word of mouth scenario that they're yeah, finding yeah. out about your wines. Yeah, that's that right. wonderful. Yeah, we, 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 we've never um, been a winery where we've sort of sought for um, medals or awards or or mm. critics. Um, uh, I suppose. Um, approval um it's all been word of mouth um and we 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 have been blessed with a couple of um of really fabulous ratings over the years but i would say 95 percent of our customers are purchasing our wines just through word of mouth through friends and family and 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 meeting us at some point somewhere um and it's just grown organically over 30 years where yeah uh, where now we've we've got enough people on our list that we try and we, we we treat them like our family yeah. Um, we make wines just for them. We make wines, a couple of different wines that are only for certain members who have been around for a couple of years. Um, yes. You know, just do exciting things for people that nobody else can get. Mm. Um, but, but certainly anyone can join our list. You've just got to jump on our website and, and basically log in, essentially. Yeah. Um, and um, as long as we've got your email address and we know who you are and you're, you're over 18 years old, um, you are more than welcome to... to um, be offered an allocation of our wines if you would like. And um, I think so I, <laughs> now's the time I can, to sign up for sure because that event is in winter. 
Um, and you put out the allocation requests, I guess, soon, will you? Yeah, but they'll go out in um, the middle of May, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we we let everyone know what wines we've actually produced, um, how how much they are per bottle, and then you have you have a couple of weeks if you're a, if you're a member to choose the allocation that you would like. It's all online, mm-hmm. um, and then once we we know exactly how many bottles people would like, we're able to sort of filter it down to make sure everyone can at least get some. Um, you know, the funny thing about this is that if I, if I were a member and I was absolutely loving your wines, yet I have not tried them and I can't wait to. I'm not sure how I will, but I will. Um, it's that I'd be like, I wouldn't be telling people about it. It's like, I want as much allocation of that as possible. I'm not sharing that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <look laughs> that's a great problem guess, for you to have. <laughs> I, I guess that's um, uh, I guess that happens a little bit, but. You know, we, yeah. we we try and please everybody as much as we possibly can. We we yeah. try not to um, just sell it all to one customer. You not won't find out yeah. in, in retail shops too too often. Um, mm. We have a few select retailers that we, we supply and we have done for, you know, a few decades. Um, yeah. But um, it's we're, our primary business is to make people happy directly. Mm. And that, real, that family feel really does... Um, come through, I think. And Jill, you mm. should come down for the for the weekend for that weekend. I I, I would love to. That's mm. I'd love yeah, to. But I probably can now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, our, um, our, our allocation weekend is always in July, um, and the weather can be pretty um, terminal in July. So we've had oh, a few uh, <laughs> a few weekends where it's been pretty awful. But most of the time, it's it's sunny. It might be it's very cold, but it's sunny and. Our wines tend to lend, lend themselves to cold weather. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, so that's kind cold of Cold weather is optimal dr- wine drinking weather anyway, so hey. <laughs> Makes us all feel, feel very cosy and warm, doesn't it? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So what are the actual dates of that weekend release? Like, do you know them already? Uh, I do off the top of my head. It's always the third weekend in July. Third um, weekend in July. Okay. So, so whatever that weekend is, um, that is sure. always our, our members' allocation weekend for um you can come and taste all of the wines even if you haven't purchased them it doesn't cost you anything um you're welcome to come up we have some food here um come up and taste your taste the wines take your allocation away home with you and um if there's a couple of bottles spare of something that you hadn't purchased that uh, you would like to purchase on the day then um you certainly that's that's certainly available but a lot of our wines will be completely allocated and exhausted it's just a matter Mm. of um coming up and picking up your order and having a good time, essentially. And, awesome. And that, that, that's all it is. <laughs> Look, it looks like it would be the 15th and 16th of July this year. I'm, I'm diarising it. <laughs> that's I'm right. coming on down. <laughs> Can I just quickly out. say, I really like the way that you take care of your members. It's not like you just you become a member and, I mean, you're taking care of them anyway by, uh, by, the, by the allocations you give and so many of the wines are only available to members. But that once you've been there for over five years, you know, you, you graduate from duckling to puddler. I think that's <laughs> yeah. quite special. It's, it's nice for a member to know that once you're not just getting the same member benefits as everyone, you know, that the more loyal you are, the, the, the greater the benefits you reap. And I think that's great. Yeah, and it's it's not about um, a monetary spend either. You know, mm. we, we like um, like I was alluding to earlier, a lot of our customers have been mums and dads, and they're 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 purchasing you know three bottles, six bottles a year, um, and mm. they're, they're they're special bottles that they would consume on an annual basis. And we feel really special and honoured that um, that's even occurring. You know, because there's there's so many other wines out there that they could be choosing fabulous mm. wine. 
Um, yeah. But if they've chosen out and they've chosen to spend their, their money with us, um, it doesn't matter whether you spend a couple of hundred bucks or a couple of thousand bucks. It's, uh, it's more about um, being consistent and, um, and us recognising that uh, without them, we wouldn't be in existence. So, um, so it's really just, you know, making sure that they feel that we appreciate them because we do and um, uh, hopefully we can produce some stunning wines for them that whenever they open them, doesn't matter which wine it is, they really enjoy what they're, what they're consuming. Um, that's, that's, all we're, that's all we're here to do. Um, Jill, I was chatting to someone yesterday who said um, you, there are stories of, uh, you know, a knock on the door and it's like, yeah, who's there? G'day, it's dark, I've got your wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We we try and do as many deliveries as we possibly can. Dad, Dad used to drive interstate to deliver really? hand deliver wow. people's orders. So he'd put um, put a pile of orders together and pop them on a truck and send them over to a um, a depot somewhere, either in Sydney or Adelaide or Brisbane. Um, he's never driven to Perth, but I wouldn't put it past him at some <laughs> point. Um, but then he'd pick up those orders in the van and he'd go and deliver them by hand. And, and that's how our word of mouth really started. Mm. Um, yeah, right. and, and we still do that, do that to this day. We, um, we have a couple of employees here who, who would jump in the van um, on the odd occasion and, and drop uh, drop wine off directly to people. And we think that's really important. You know, it's, Yeah, um, there's a real genuine... Absolutely feel to the to the whole proposition i reckon to the whole yeah. winery in the in you guys yeah there's something there's something lovely about having someone turn up from the actual business um delivering your order and making sure that it gets there um in perfect condition yeah um australia post is fabulous and they do a great job mm. but um mm. but there's nothing like having someone hand delivering your wine and um, the personal and, touch yeah and, yep. we, and we we make sure that we do that as much as humanly possible um, yes. Just so that, um, so that our customers know, at least maybe once every two or three years, they get a knock on the door from us, and um, we and just so that we can tell them that we appreciate them and thank you very much for your order and have a great day and off we go. <laughs> Some, yeah. Sometimes, uh, well, quite often, Dad'd be roped into a lunch or a dinner and he'd be staying there for four or five hours and he'd drink half of their allocation with them. <laughs> and, you know. That, I, I don't know how many countless times that that story's been told to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually just heard some uh, good news. My husband's reminded me that we're actually in Melbourne for the weekend of oh, yeah. the um, the well, the thirteenth of July is my husband's firm's Christmas and July party, and oh. it looks like we're going to go this year. So, um, <laughs> so just terrific. anyway, I know it's that's kind of exciting for me. So there we go. Oh, great, great. Well, we, you, you're more than Hopefully. welcome to come along. So we'd love well, thank you very much. Well, you've got to sign up yet. but yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> signed. <laughs> um, Liam, thank you, mate. Um, good luck with, with the rest of Vintage. Um, it's uh, fingers crossed, hey, that you get the Cabernet ripe and, uh, and everything off in good order. Um, yeah. And then enjoy Thanks. beer, hey? <laughs> Yes, well, beer, beer keeps us going through vintage, I must admit. Yes, we do hear that <laughs> repeatedly too. <laughs> beer wouldn't, wine wouldn't exist without beer. Yeah, good one. <laughs> so, thanks, thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks, mate. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your uh, rest of the day and uh, Grand Prix on the Savo. You might get a chance to sit down and watch that, hopefully. We might we might turn it on somewhere. Yeah, that'd be great. Good one. Right on, mate. Thanks, Liam.